0: Hello. Hello. And welcome, Abby.
1: Welcome, Antonio. I don't know.
0: (laughs) I like try to come up with something and then I bailed halfway through. I was like, ah, she'll figure it out.
1: It's good. Um I've been prioritizing myself a lot. That's
0: great. In what ways?
1: Um just like not being stressed if I don't have plans. Um huge. And like which is yeah, it's hard. But and then just being like I'm going to do a lot of pottery and work out. So I've been working out a lot and doing doing a lot of pottery. I love that. And I got a new TV. Ooh i got a tv i actually i didn't have a tv before got it so um that's been exciting i've been watching a lot
0: nice what are you yeah. watching
1: um so i i was watching the legend of cora oh
0: fuck yeah dude
1: yeah but then i finished that so quickly it's bingeable for sure um yeah, and ugh, I was I really loved it, but I was so disappointed with it actually um, in the end because everyone said that Cora was by and um, her and like this other character, this main character, have a relationship.
0: Yeah, but they like only insinuated. Yeah,
1: like I, I don't no one said that it was only insinuated. Everyone was like, oh yeah, they kiss, and it was like one of the first on screen kisses between. Two women.
0: Two female characters. And
1: then I got to that scene and they just like looked longingly to each other's eyes and then they cut. cut. And I was like, wait, where's is, where is the kiss? Lame. So I guess people just like thought they kissed or it was like a Mandela effect. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, but other than that, it was good. I just wish that it could have been more.
0: It could have been Obvious. more. I feel it's really interesting because I watched like only most of Legends of Korra. Um,
1: oh, not all of it.
0: No, I got to the part where she was having like, kind of like that mental breakdown. Like, sorry, spoiler alerts, <laughs> right? Um, like she goes through it. She goes through it. She's like having like these these uh, visions, it? visions, and identity crises, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: in the last season
0: uh i forget which season i think it's the fourth third or fourth yeah um and i was just like dude this is getting overly really dramatic like it was just too dr- like it was too dramatized for me too dark no, no, no not dark it was just like the oh. like the production was too dramatized for mm-hmm. me Just not feeling it. Yeah. For some reason, like production really makes a huge difference for me. Like, I need story and production. Mm -hmm. Like, execution is really important. Because otherwise, I get like. Chew.
1: Huh? A little network exec over here.
0: I do. I don't know. I just like, (laughs) I don't watch a lot of TV. And if it's bad, I don't want to watch it.
1: Yeah. Your bar is like really high because you don't watch um, a lot of it.
0: Yeah. Like, I'm very picky about everything. Um, Yeah. That makes
1: sense hard to impress
0: i yeah i guess i am in that sense <laughs> in that one sense right
1: mm-hmm.
0: but anyway but i love the anyway i god no go ahead please
1: just uh when i finished legend of cora i started watching the dragon prince mm-hmm. i don't know if you've heard of that i have not um on netflix and it's similar to avatar the last airbender that whole series Mm -hmm. so i watched it and uh, i'm not finished with it yet i'm only on like the second season which is crazy because i just started
0: What is it called again? but
1: anyway uh the dragon prince okay
0: good now i'll put it Um, on my radar very
1: cool and apparently it has a lot more like um representation of also different like people that like different skin colors which is nice
0: people of color um, baby
1: People of um and also people of not heterosexuality
0: we love so. the queer community
1: yeah so i'm excited about that
0: hell yeah coming from two queer yeah. people <laughs> we're pretty stoked <laughs> about that mm-hmm. yeah um that's awesome Good know. I'll keep that in mind. Okay. I will look into it. Maybe it'll be like the third TV show I ever watch. Oh my god! <laughs> I'm totally joking. That's crazy. <laughs> I know. So. Do you have a TV? Uh, I do have a TV actually, which is really funny. Oh my god.
1: I can't believe like I had a TV after you.
0: I know. I know. I just don't really. I just play video games. Like.
1: Oh yeah.
0: Yeah, that's mainly why I use it.
1: There we go. Now I see what you're
0: doing with your free time. Or I read yeah. or I yeah. like lately I've been journaling a ton. That's been really nice. It's been really, nice. really nice. Uh, I think we had kind of touched on it last time, right? Um Yeah. Let's see. What else do I do in my free time? Uh Listen to music. I listen to a lot of music. I dance by myself a ton. Like, that is definitely something that I do a ton. I'll, like, either turn on uh, some vinyl or just have music mm-hmm. playing and some speakers, and I'll, like, dance around my mm-hmm. apartment. And, mm-hmm. dude, it's, like, me. I sw- so I have, like, this big window across, like the like, the back part mm-hmm. that looks into the shared, like, garden space, like, backyard space and you know everyone can see me and it's just if they look in there especially at night because my light's <laughs> always on it's just like yeah <laughs> what is that random oh, dude so yeah just dancing around in his apartment i'm like this is just my life dude i love it so much that's
1: great i would love that
0: if i saw that oh dude i'm sure people laugh or just like very confused like i mm. i swear to god i was a dancer in another life do
1: you think you're a good dancer uh I, or you just like dancing
0: i think i'm above average naturally
1: noise
0: i think what so it was really funny (laughs) when i was in high school mind you i wasn't out yet as bi i was still like trying to be straight (laughs) um i was dancing with my mom or like dancing around my mom and my mom goes you dance like a gay guy i'm like Whoa, what Whoa. does that mean and now Holy shit. Well, like not in a mean way right just like there's like a vibe right i i'm very flamboyant in my movement and just like in general i catch myself doing a lot of like flamboyant movement or speech or whatever i'm like god yeah my mom just knew <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and so i was like what do you mean wow. and it's just like it's pretty obvious now like of course this was a couple of years ago where it was like it wasn't in malice it was just like you dance like like an observation right mm-hmm. it was very funny it's very funny it stuck with me and i'm like you know what mom you're not wrong and since then i've <laughs> embraced it
1: embrace it yeah, yeah.
0: But I'm a good dancer. I like to think that gay men oh. dance very well, so I take it as a compliment.
1: I like to see you dance. I, don't, I only saw you dance to that like rave once, I think.
0: Oh yeah. It's
1: hard. It's hard to like dance well to that kind of music. You just kind of have to like jog in place or like just bounce up and down.
0: Well, I don't know. Like, it really depends. Like, but I think it was techno we were listening to. Mm. Um. Like, for me, I really get lost in music. And it just, like, it turns into just beats and mo- and movements and motions. And mm-hmm. one thing that I have noticed because I went dancing with some friends recently is that I'm a very, like, slow dancer. And, you know, with, for example, there's, like, popping or locking or just, like, more hip-hop dance. And it's very fast-paced. Uh-huh. And I've, like, very much shied away from it because I feel like I'd be bad or it looks like i'm trying hard and not to say that whoever does it is like trying hard or or i'm sure that they are and it's very beautiful and i love watching it i just like feel awkward doing it Mm -hmm. so i've turned into more of like a slow like personal dancer and i feel really really awkward too whenever i dance with a group of friends Mm -hmm. because dancing and music is like so personal a lot of the things i do are very much like for me like climbing despite it being yeah, yeah, like climbing, despite it being a very social sport, is like for me, or running is like for me, or yeah. like stretching, or uh, like, oh my god, or dancing, or like listening to music, it's all, it's like for me, like for my own mental, or emotional, or spiritual, or whatever kind of, or physical health, right? Mm-hmm it's like not meant to be outward. It just happens to also a lot of the time be social too, right? Right. So I always feel really awkward whenever I dance with people because I'm like dancing is like for me yeah, it's like it's a form of expression rather than like a a show or a performance, you know?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like it just comes out. Like I can't not do it. Like I I'll be fucking working and then a banger comes on either on like the overall speakers or my headphones. I'm just like, I start headbanging at like a coffee shop. Nice. <laughs> and <they're> like. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I like
1: that. I like when I see people that are like actually being themselves and authentic in public.
0: Yeah. it uh, was actually a really interesting conversation I had with a friend. It's just like being so again i'm on this massive trip right i'm on week two this is Mm -hmm. technically day 13 i need to do my my little update day 13
1: yeah
0: and uh it was we were talking two days ago no yesterday and i was like so solidarity is really hard for me and something i've been trying to work on um for a number of reasons one book i've been reading that my therapist recommended was this book called letters to a young poet by rainer marie wilkie oh I,
1: think I have that
0: it's really good huh. it's really really good i'm like loving it and mm-hmm. you know some parts like don't exactly apply to me uh some but i'm trying to like listen to every single word and like understand where he's coming from because he's also mm-hmm. like a writer he has a lot of like he's very verbose and very, um, how do I say, like passionate with his writing, right? So mm-hmm. sometimes it's hard for me to like keep along. But uh, mm-hmm. we're talking about like how solidarity is like so important and one, one passage was saying along the lines of there are going to be times when like hours and days and weeks where you just want to go up and talk to the first person you see and those are the moments that you actually waste the most like you need to be strong in those strong in those moments because those are the people that you lose like you lose a part of yourself like you're wasting a part of yourself just to get some shallow interaction with someone right like you're not doing the real work inside of you because you're trying to escape something so like
1: instead of going up to a random stranger to talk like talk with yourself just to understand what is coming out inside of you
0: yeah yeah kind of it's more along the lines like for example with me it's like i'll be inside a cafe and i can see someone and like across the cafe that i would typically go up to and say hello and like talk to and maybe i find them attractive maybe i find them interesting whatever it may be or they're like the only Mm -hmm. person there um but it's just like me being alone like being a traveler right now this is like the time for me to practice my solidarity so mm. even though like i'm not gonna see this person again ever
1: maybe like if you hadn't we talked about if you hadn't gone up to that or that girl didn't go up to you in the rave then you know you wouldn't have hung out with her and you saw her again mm-hmm.
0: i agree i very true, I'm not saying that it's not impossible, and that this that this new interaction won't be lasting like won't be impactful, however, it's just like I don't need to act on every single instinct, every single opportunity for me to go and talk to someone just because I don't want to be alone, right
1: mm-hmm.
0: so it's just being more comfortable in the moments of I am sitting here and I can either like the fear of being bored is one thing, fear of being alone is another thing. And just like, Oh, I can just sit here and not do anything. I can just like look around and really enjoy the moment and be present. Mm -hmm. Like the solidarity has, my solidarity has really turned into me being present Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and it's been really nice because typically I'm like really anxious and like future trip a lot or like, i am constantly scheduling or planning things. But this solidarity okay. has really been giving me a lot of time and, and freedom to not have any pressure mm. and like not have any structure, but like the right amount and just be able to say like, Oh, I'm comfortable with myself. Like I'm comfortable being alone. I'm comfortable like just witnessing or, Not being a part of, right? It's been really, really nice.
1: Yeah, like like not... You mean like FOMO kind of? Yeah, almost. Like not having that FOMO?
0: Not having that FOMO, but also like not having that fear of... Not having that fear of like having to look inward or that fear of not having anything to do or, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just like it's natural for when people get bored or lonely or not have anything to do to reach out to someone else, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So I'm trying to like not reach out to random people when I can, or sometimes not even reach out to my friends. It's just like, okay, I just want a pastime. time. Why not just like be present in this moment with myself? Mm-hmm. And then I can decide later, If I actually want to go talk to someone or is it just me like avoiding the moment?
1: Right. Right. Yeah. Like sometimes on long car rides to San Francisco Mm -hmm. when I'm driving just by myself, I will spend the whole time talking with people on the phone Mm -hmm. and like, that's really nice. Mm -hmm. But I'm not really present in the moment. And then other times I'll just listen to a podcast and decide like, I'm going to just, do this drive and, like, think and have thoughts to myself and, like, listen to music and just
0: chill. Yeah, I love that. I think one thing that's been really helpful for me in this and on my drives is because these are, like, a lot of new areas for me, or even if they aren't, like, I'm just witnessing them for the first time, just, like, looking outside and just being blown away. Like, Hmm. So part of the reason why I don't like hiking is because the view doesn't appeal to me all the time. And I think I'm realizing why I think I'm realizing that the reason that the view doesn't fully appeal to me is because it's so vast that I can't comprehend it. And it, because I can't comprehend, it just like hits me. It's like hitting a wall. I don't know what to do with it. Right. So Allowing me to just, like, sit there and, like, actually stare at, like, this vastness that is Utah, for example. Utah's fucking beautiful, dude. I don't know if you've been out here. It's gorgeous.
1: It's been a while.
0: And it's like Star Wars out here. Jesus Christ. What do you mean? It looks like like a fucking Star Wars planet, dude. It's just insane. Oh, cool. And it's so beautiful. Mm. And just, like trying to absorb everything is impossible and i think that that presence Mm -hmm. for me has been such a like it's it's really been good practice Mm -hmm. because it's something that i've never really been able to do like i it kind of goes in line with like uh eye contact it goes in line with just like being in the moment it goes in line with really like feeling vulnerable and small and insignificant in the in this huge world. Like the entire everything in the entire freaking universe in time has led to this one moment of me driving around in my car and living in it. That's wild.
1: It is wild.
0: Like it's so wild to think about.
1: All of your choices up to this point have
0: led to all of my choices. And yeah, it's freaky sometimes. I'm just like,, yeah. like, holy crap. And just like even if it, if you disregard like humans as part of the equation, like we're, you know, I was talking to one of my friends about this today. even if you disregard humans because it's such a like a blip of time in all the universe, like Utah, as an example, was underwater, right? And then it eventually become it became its own mm-hmm. ocean. And then eventually became its own lake and then just dried up as a whole.
1: The salt lakes?
0: Yeah, the salt lakes. Exactly. And so now it's just like this other world. And even if there weren't humans and all of a sudden you were just like plopped down in the middle of Utah, the entire universe has done all of its work to create this beautiful landscape. And it's gorgeous. It's so cool. Yeah
1: yeah the world is
0: beautiful world is insane I love
1: that you're experiencing
0: Utah I, oh my god I feel like such a freaking hippie dude <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome
1: the world
0: oh my god I'm just like loving on life I'm just loving yeah. on life right now
1: yeah you seem like really happy in your update videos
0: thanks love really yeah nice I thank you I'm really happy that it's coming across mm-hmm. not that I'm like trying to but just like I feel it. Like one, one of my friends, I haven't talked to since college. She reached out, she goes, your happiness is so contagious. So happy to hear it or love to see all your updates. I'm like, you're so sweet. Like, thank you for, yeah, it was very nice. I was like, thank you so much for saying that it's not like I'm trying to be contagious or like engaging, but just like, it's this whole trip has been such a blast. Like every day has been otherworldly and I can't mm-hmm. even like <laughs> I'm laying on the ground in a motel in Utah in my underwear living on <laughs> my car, dude. What am I doing?
1: <laughs> living <the> American dream.
0: <laughs> I'm living the American dream. Holy shit. I feel like, like, Oh, it's just like this. I feel like a an astronaut and my (laughs) spacecraft is my 2018 Subaru outback. Hey. You know?
1: Subaru. Subaru.
0: Let's go, Let's go. But it's just like it's been so amazing. Like I Yeah.
1: I'm so leap of
0: faith. Oh my god, like that first night. That first night in Joshua Tree uh i you're like uh. yeah i was like what the fuck am i doing i uh, had that moment earlier today i'm just like what am i doing dude like what what is happening with my life like i'm have another four and a half months of just traveling ahead of mm -hmm. me what am i doing and i don't i don't have a job (laughs) (laughs) like i don't have anything lined up I am just simply like experiencing. It's like crazy, you know, oh,
1: nice. this
0: structure, this lack of structure is what's scaring me. I think we kind mm-hmm. of talked about it, especially, I mean, if you want to go into the astrology aspect, like us being Virgos, right? Yes. We, structure.
1: we do. huh.
0: And it's just been like trying to step away from structure and just appreciate the lack of it,
1: mm-hmm.
0: not having to be on a timeline all the time.
1: I mean, you can still have structure, though, in little ways.
0: Yeah. I mean, I have structure such as, like, being in different places at different times. Like, I have days that I'm here and leaving, day, like, times that I'm traveling, times that I'm, uh, do, like, climbing or running or whatever, but, mm-hmm. like, the freedom in between everything is what's, like, really refreshing. Not having yeah. to be at, like, 2 o'clock, I have a meeting, and then 3 o'clock, yeah. i like lunch with a friend or coffee with a friend or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's just like purely me.
1: Purely. you. You're everything you're doing is because you want to do it, which is really you're,
0: cool. Yeah. Right. Yeah.
1: Like every choice you make, you can make because that's just what you're feeling like you want to do in the moment.
0: Exactly. And it's just so freeing and so scary mm-hmm. all at the same time how's your ther- how was your therapy session today love
1: um it was pretty good how so uh well i talked about some of my like sleep issues again
0: mm-hmm. i
1: had another kind of vision so that's great <laughs> um oh
0: just just to make sure that i remember it's like sleep paralysis Mm -hmm. but you're not paralyzed right
1: yeah yeah right it's like my overactive imagination is creating scary monsters just to torment myself like great thank you abby
0: i mean Uh, i don't think it's like your over hype, like overactive imagination. If it was just your overactive imagination, I believe a lot of people would have a lot of other solutions for it, right?
1: Yeah, it's like, well, it's combining the fact that I have a very active imagination and visual mind, mm-hmm. um, visual brain, with my anxiety.
0: Hmm. Okay. So then. So- what did you talk about like how did you dissect it during therapy
1: um well i so i had another vision of uh, another character from the legend of korra uh it's so nerdy
0: i love um, it dude i love it so much
1: but instead of so before i was the evil like antagonist from season three who i saw in my and then I went to season four, and so then it was the antagonist from season four, who was like this woman named Kuvira, and she was just like, I woke up, I, I heard her voice in my brain, which is actually really weird, and I haven't like had a auditory element to these visions before, mm. um, or not in a while, like, I have a very like weird auditory brain as well, where Sometimes I'll like I can hear like full symphonies like in my brain just being like conducted.
0: Yeah. That, like, I feel sometimes. that. Yeah. I know it does. I was actually talking to a friend about how I just have like a radio like in my uh, head all the time.
1: Okay, good. So it's not just me. No. But yeah, so anyway, I saw her in the shower in the not in the shower. <laughs> um, I'm somewhere in the shower. I saw her in my bedroom and I kind of realized what was happening pretty quickly because I'd had the other Cora um, thing happen like just the week before. But Mm -hmm. I turned on my salt lamp and I've been sleeping with my salt lamp on since then.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's cute. That's cute. Do you find it to be helpful?
1: Yeah. That's
0: good. Like a, a little light really helps. Yeah. I think that's like a good metaphor for a lot of different things.
1: Mm. You know? Yeah.
0: A little light. A little light. I, I, that was actually another conversation I had today. Um, hmm. It was kind of going back to conversations with my brother um about my relation with with our relationship with our dad like mm-hmm. we have different moms but same dad and he's like 13 14 years older than me i want to say um mm-hmm. so you know we talked about our different dynamics and i eventually brought it over to my mom and what we kind of talked about and how and how she like kind of gave me information about what my little sister experienced because you know my older siblings weren't really around because by the time that i was like my parents were separated when i was six they were already out of the apartment like out of the house um mm-hmm. so they didn't really experience the dynamic between my dad my little sister and myself um and me to correct the grammar or
1: mm-hmm. yeah
0: mm-hmm. uh When it was just like us three and not really anyone else saw it, right? So, but I didn't really think about how the dynamic between my dad and myself, dad and me, were like, if you take it from another perspective, you can see it a whole different frame, like a whole different way, right? So it's like, okay, he was yelling at me. For whatever reason, right? And then if you just shift it, it was like all these reasons that he was yelling at me, or he wasn't actually yelling at me. It was just like, how, like a tonal change. Um, and I know that was a terrible point of reference, but in, a, in the overall point, what my mom and I talked about was that the reason, you know, my dad saw a lot of my amazing qualities. And my question was, why if he saw all these qualities did he pick on me all the time Mm. and my mom goes well it was never about you It was just like how he parented i was like what do you mean and she goes it wasn't the things that you were doing it wasn't the things that you were uh like doing wrong or doing well you know like yeah i'm an overactive kid and you're gonna get frustrated sometimes right like kids are frustrating right but like it was not about me. And I think that that was
1: uh,
0: something that or the conversation that my friend and I had today was remembering that life isn't just about you and that like all your experiences like may have affected you and like may have felt this way and not to minimize anyone else's experiences but just like it would not be just about you If it was like anyone else, it could have been the exact same thing. And it wasn't just because of you. It was because of something else completely unrelated, but you. Because of them. Oh, yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah, because our parents are their own people and have their own traumas as well, which is like hard to remember Mm -hmm. um, that they bring to their parenting style. And so it could have been, you could have been any other kid and he would have done the same thing.
0: Exactly. Which is um, it was just like a really interesting conversation because what, like, what was it that that you just said? And I want to connect it back to that. Oh my god! What did I say? That's About what? Like right before my tangent.
1: Oh, just like my auditory thing, hearing her voice in my head, and how I. Could hear the symphony stuff like that.
0: <laughs> I I completely forgot. It was, oh, okay. it, was gonna, it was gonna be a full well, connection, but
1: well, um, yeah. So I heard her in my head, and that was kind of creepy. Um, and that that's what made me wake up, and I saw her in my room. Got it. Um, I probably sound kind of insane.
0: You're not insane. I feel like a lot of people have that. Just the only difference being that you're able to move. Uh-huh. And, you know, because a lot of people have sleep paralysis.
1: Yeah, that's true. And they have these visions, right? Like people have visions of someone like sitting on their bed a lot of the times.
0: Yeah, that's typical right. with sleep paralysis.
1: Yeah. So I don't have that. I have like very specific things of like a monster with like a bunch of tentacles or like a man in my room.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, but I guess it's similar i've
0: had people i've had like a woman in my bed before um dang yeah. no i feel like that is like again not atypical yeah
1: okay
0: i mean i don't know how often people experience these things i don't know how often people share them um i've never experienced this before i know my ex had sleep paralysis oh. sometimes when mm-hmm. she was in college
1: mm-hmm.
0: um I yeah I had a friend growing up that he had sleep paralysis still in college
1: mm-hmm.
0: um it's not uncommon I just don't think a lot of people talk about it because it's like you know you wake up and you're like ah oh, oh never mind I'm right kind of go throughout your day right
1: yeah, it's easy to forget which is why I'm trying to like make a log of it to actually see how often it does happen to me mm-hmm it's hard to to know you know is it once a month or is it like three times a month? I just can't remember. Um,
0: Well, you also said it was stress-related too, right?
1: Yeah. So far it's been like four times in the past like two weeks. So that's great.
0: Well, you've also been really stressed lately. Really? Well, you've had like more, not traumatic things, but really stressful events come up lately, correct?
1: Oh, right. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah. We don't want to go too much into it on the podcast, but... You've had a lot of different like triggering events. Triggering
1: things, yeah.
0: Yeah. And so I feel like that's been causing a lot of tension and buildup in your brain, especially like sleep is a time when our brains just kind of go to town on problem solving and like processing, right? Mm Mm-hmm. And so then that kind of falls into – like especially when you're waking up when you're still in this kind of dream like state, it's mm-hmm. going to just naturally pop up in different ways. We kind of talked about how your dreams are very um, like relatable to your everyday life. Right.
1: Yeah. Very literal. Usually.
0: Yeah. 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 And I think that this is just another extension of that. Yeah. You know, it might not be exactly the people or quote unquote antagonist in your life, but it can be an antagonist in something that you saw recently and so just like being personified in your waking moments.
1: Yeah. I haven't really had any like fun, sexy dreams in a while, which is sad. <laughs> 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 I, was having,
0: I, continue.
1: <laughs> I was having a lot of them for a while. If you remember.
0: I do. And, and that was
1: really fun. I want to go back
0: take me I back to, please take
1: me
0: back to the sexy dreams Ugh. dude i think i had my yeah. like first sexy dream in a long time recently i think it was like one or two nights ago i was like whoa that was new oh, that's yeah. good yeah i don't really have a lot of sex dreams right. um mainly because it's like not a focus of mine right that it sense? hasn't been recently well, just like in general. Um, mm-hmm. Really, the main times where it's been like a huge focus is like either when I'm in a huge drought, like months. Right. Or, or when I was younger and I was in like a manic episode.
1: Oh, interesting. You know,
0: like a lot of, I'm not very sex oriented, as we've right. kind of talked about before, right? Yeah. So it was just a way that my bipolar like manic side of my bipolar disorder came out and it was just like yo wouldn't it be fun to like fuck everyone <laughs> it <laughs> would when be fun time? yeah exactly and so it was just like that was when that was a lot of my uh mm-hmm. like self-worth coming out just like well the only way people can show that they like me is if they have sex with me um oh, yeah. the only way that I can have fun as if, or like flirt with people as if I have sex with them. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole thing. Right.
1: Yeah. I so, felt like that in college a lot. I'd be like, yeah, if, like the way I get validated.
0: Aren't you pretty sexual?
1: Um, I don't know. I don't know what, by what standard it's not what we're talking about, but I guess. I
0: don't know. Would you consider yourself a sexual person? Yeah okay how so
1: because i find it to be a fun way to connect to people Mm. and get validation from it too got it and uh have i like it Uh.
0: (laughs) (laughs) sex is fun consensual sex is fun
1: Mm
0: -hmm. i love that I know that another conversation that we wanted to talk about was relationships. It was like, for me, I wanted to talk about relationship hierarchy and you wanted to talk about couple privilege, right? Yeah. Yeah. I think, which which one do you want to start with? I think that both would be really interesting and kind of bleed into the other, well, right?
1: Yeah, they definitely, like, they're related. Um, I think we could talk about, like, relationship hierarchy first.
0: Okay. Um, do you want to kind of explain what it is or do you want me to explain what it, what it is?
1: Um, I'm intrigued with what you think it is.
0: What I believe it to be is that with multiple relationships, typically romantic relationships, especially like with polyamory, um, that there is a hierarchy of, of relationships being like Either people like I love this person more, and or I hold this relationship higher and more of a, a priority than the other relationships in like descending order, right?
1: Okay. Mhm.
0: Do you have a different opinion, or anything no. you'd like to add?
1: Um. Yeah. Just like hierarchy. It, yeah. It would be like. Which one
0: am I prioritizing more than the other? Right? Yeah. 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 Um, hold on, I'm just looking it up. A relationship, a hierarchical relationship exists between domains based on levels. Not exactly helpful. A choice that requires us to overcome. Okay. This isn't, that wasn't very helpful at all. <laughs> Thank you, sir. Thank you, Google. <laughs> Like I think it's really interesting, and I don't think it's an inherently bad thing. Uh, I've I've seen it work. I see it work actually very well with some people, and I know that other people don't exactly like it very well. Um, I have two friends that actually have like a quote unquote main partner, and then a like a secondary relationship. And mm-hmm. I have a friend who was just like really thrown off by it and like really didn't understand uh like polyam or i believe her to be polyamorous she seemed to be very open with like free love in general Mm -hmm. and she was like i don't exactly enjoy like believe that a polyam or uh, oh my god relationship hierarchy is a healthy thing and i Mm -hmm. kind of thought like asked her questioning and she goes well it's just like not fair to the other person it's always going to yeah. give one partner like couple privilege like you want to talk about and all these different things and i think like part of the reason why i don't think it's inherently a bad thing as long as there's like an understanding is that so many like you can only give so many people so much attention right
1: mm-hmm. for example
0: i have a i have two friends that are in a relationship they're married and then i know that the woman has like a side partner um and but it's just like more play than anything you know kind of like a friends with benefits sort of deal um Mm -hmm. and that works really well with them and it works really well with that side partner, too, because it meets his needs and those expectations. And it also gives mm-hmm. him the opportunity to, like, set up other stuff, too, right?
1: That's kind of, like, the ideal situation for me, I think, in the
0: future. Having a primary partner and then a secondary play partner.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think it works well, especially for – I find that to be really true with a lot of women. Like, a lot of women really mm-hmm. that have been in non-monogamous relationships – tend to have like a primary partner and then a secondary like play partner where it's just like more casual. Yeah. And I think it's really great and really smart and very, very fun.
1: Well, uh, uh, yeah. And as someone who's bisexual, like, I think that would be really fun. Um, so I you, don't feel like I can't explore both sides.
0: Yeah. Um, it's definitely really difficult sometimes being bisexual because it's like, if I'm in a monogamous relationship, I'm kind of neglecting one part of myself, right? Yeah. And it's not like for some people it's like I, you know, um they're pan or or bi because genitalia is just like the tool that you use to play. But for me, it's just like I'm attracted to different parts of different people. And yeah, like genitalia is d- definitely just a way to play. However, I just enjoy both tools, so I need both tools in my life. <laughs> need it.
1: <laughs> Absolutely I, need it. Did so, I tell
0: you? No, go ahead. Please, please. No,
1: I don't have anything to so. say.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, did we talk about like me now considering dating a guy because I'm poly?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Did we talk about that before on here?
1: Yeah, you just mentioned that you're open to
0: it, maybe. Yeah, I think that's like kind of along the lines of having a primary partner and then a secondary, more casual partner being like one of them being a guy. I think that would be kind of ideal for me too. Mm -hmm. Um, What's really interesting is how that hierarchy, again, not inherently bad, does give that couple privilege. Do you want to talk about like – right what your thoughts are on that
1: yeah i mean it's just difficult well it's fine if you know going into a situation like what the hierarchy is going to be um and that and it goes well if everyone kind of like agrees to that and sticks with it Mm mm-hmm You can run into problems and people, like, develop feelings they're not, like, they weren't expecting.
0: I don't think it's problems. I think it's just, like, more to consider, right?
1: Yeah. But, yeah, when I was dating those couples, I definitely felt like that couple privilege come up pretty heavily um, as things progressed. Um, What do you mean? Just, like... Well, in the beginning, I was so excited. It was fun. It was flirty. It was like, I'm the new person that they're interested in getting to know. Um, they're kind of like wooing me and kind of just like wanting to make sure I'm happy. And um, yeah, just very interested in me as like the new person. Yeah. But then I just. It's weird to be like, okay, well, when I leave, then they're just going to stay, because they, like, will live together, uh-huh. and they're just going to stay with each other, and talk about me, talk about the experience, discuss mm-hmm. whether they like me or not, you know? And it's just mm-hmm. kind of, like, weird to know that that's happening. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah. Not in, like, a malicious way, but just literally, like, when I'm not there. Yeah. Um, and... So I have to be like very confident in myself to kind of withstand that possible judgment.
0: Yeah. Um, it's it's really hard.
1: Yeah, you just gotta be like, I know I'm great. Like no matter what they say, I am so great. <laughs> you are pretty great, Abby.
0: Thank
1: you. Um and just like that they it it definitely it quickly felt like okay, as soon as one of them doesn't or wants to do something else or is not in a mindset. It's not even about me. Like they happen. So with this one couple, they were engaged and Mm -hmm. um, I really liked them. I was like really, really excited about them. And then they were really excited about me and we had this group chat, Mm -hmm. which was fun. And it was funny because they were definitely like in the same room just texting from ter- two different phones. So he texted me as yeah. we were all in the chat and it was all going super well. And then one day the girl was just like, she sent me this really long message about how she wasn't in a good mindset and like wasn't ready and like needed to re they needed to like recenter, I guess. Yeah. After we had like canoodled, um, I guess it like threw some things off um for them which is totally fair yeah it's like a risk that you take but it just threw me because it's like okay and once that happens then it's done and i don't really have a say over it um like the couple they just they go back into themselves and you know i'm kind of left like okay
0: yeah it can definitely make you feel kind of like a toy being cast aside exactly yeah it's it is very very difficult and because I think like the, there's, there's two different forms of couple privilege where it's like, obviously it's like, obviously the the primary couple has like the priority, but it's either that you're going in and like seeing both partners mm-hmm. or you're seeing one partner and that partner has another primary partner. Right.
1: Yeah. Like and so, the now.
0: Exactly. It's just like, it's a very different kind of couple privilege where it's just like, okay, rather than because you feel like you're being taken away from one or from both because one might not have the ability to or not be excited about the dynamic, right?
1: Right. Like they kind of have to be like, if you're dating both of them.
0: It has to be unanimous.
1: It has to be unanimous, exactly. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. And that's really difficult. Dating a couple is freaking hard, mate. It like, is. The only time I've been in a throuple was with my two best friends. So, and then I brought them together by accident. I was like, "Oh, my best friends should meet. Like, you're finally in the same space. Like, let well, let me get you together. Um, like, let me introduce you to." I, did, I didn't even think about it. I didn't even think that they would be dating, but they obviously dated. And it was, like, the January before COVID, so then they fell really hard and into each other, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was just, like, living around them, so I'm like, well, you two are my best friends, and I've had sex with both of you, and you both are still very attracted to me. And we play this fun game of, like, Antonio in the middle, so Mm -hmm. it just kind of works out. And it was really great because, you know, they are my closest friends some of my closest friends and but like, that's a very different dynamic than meeting someone, meeting a previously engaged couple. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And it does take a huge risk of, okay, I'm dating two people at the same time.
1: Yeah. And,
0: you know, like, do you think it's inherently a bad thing? Do you think it's like fair? Like, couple privilege
1: um no it's it's not fair but it's not a bad thing but i I mean i don't know i don't know if it's fair or not but it's just like it is what it is
0: i mean yes
1: that is the longest standing couple that is like going into it as a unit looking for a third is always gonna have like a weird upper hand
0: i mean Putting it into a power dynamic is really interesting the way like the way that you put it into a power dynamic is really interesting to me. It
1: is. It's all a power dynamic. The whole
0: thing. That's what fault to me. I I mean, yeah, I guess it is. Um I yeah. I'm gonna have to think about that more. I just like I've never really seen it as like a power dynamic because I Like I don't ever want to put someone like make someone feel like insignificant, right? Mm
1: -hmm. And I
0: don't think like that's the per like that's anyone's goal, but I see what you mean now, like pointing it out.
1: Yeah.
0: Um I it does suck because it's like I'm already like the underdog or have Mm -hmm. the lesser hand, right?
1: Mm Mm-hmm. I'm already putting myself out there to be vulnerable to two people. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I just like, I just really liked the vibe of them. And like, we really got along. Mm-hmm. and Had similar interests and they were like, Oh, you should get a dog. Cause then like our dog can hang out with your dog, which kind of felt like love bombing. I don't know.
0: That was yeah. a little bit of love bombing.
1: Um, just being like, you're so cool. while well, like, we're like, so, attract- so attracted to you. Um, and they were like, we don't, they even were great about boundaries or they're like, you know, we're looking for someone to have like a longer relationship with just like the, the three of us. So like, we wouldn't be dating anyone else besides you but we mm. wouldn't expect you to stop dating other people. Like, mm-hmm. We also wouldn't mind, like, if you said, oh, I met someone and I want to date them and not you guys, like, we would be like, okay, that's fine. Um, so I was like, that's good. Then they just turned around and completely 180 like, in a very nice way, but... <laughs>
0: I mean, like, again, dating, as we were talking a little earlier, is, you know, very scary and very vulnerable. You have to be open to the idea of losing that person in order to be vulnerable and really show love and gain love and experience it. Um, like, Like, if you love something, let it go. And if it comes back to you, it's yours, right? that kind of deal and (laughs) for some people like they can say that they want that and really mean it but in practice it's really hard right yeah like some people really want to be in a non-monogamous relationship Mm. and maybe be in a throuple however in in practice they might not have the social skills the the necessary knowledge the practice, all these different things. Right. It's yeah, really unfortunate because it also means like, just like dating with one-on-one because these people don't have a very niche skill. It also affects you. Yeah. And it's really hard.
1: Yeah. It's definitely that like in practice thing mm-hmm. that they freaked out about. And she said she was feeling like really anxious. Um, They had never hooked up with like a single woman before. Mm. They had only kind of done like a light couple swap. Mm Hmm. Um. So that that was probably like kind of weird for them.
0: Yeah, it's very different.
1: Yeah, it's it's a very like maybe they they thought it was going to be more similar.
0: Yeah.
1: uh, It wasn't, I guess.
0: I mean, a lot of the time it's just like, yo, I want this. This is like the ideal scenario, but in uh-huh. your head, like in your head. But then in practice, it's going to be so different, right? Yeah. So it's unfortunate the fact that it kind of happens that way. Yeah. And that couple privilege really comes first, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Because
0: especially when it comes to dating couples or dating someone in a, couple, in a primary relationship, it's just like you have – you as you say you kind of have to accept that okay some things are going to be out of my hand like i have to consider a third party's um expectations needs uh feelings emotions like practical thoughts like rational thoughts everything right Mm -hmm. despite me not even being there right like like it's two brains but you're only like with your current scenario, you're only experiencing one and you have to be mindful of that other person or with a couple that you were both seeing. Mm -hmm. It's like you are with two people, but then they have their own dynamic.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: That is, as you said, like quote unquote behind your back.
1: Right. So many dynamics. Oh,
0: so many dynamics.
1: And like, the second the other couple that I went on like a few dates with um it was like a little more like casual vibe mm-hmm. but um yeah like we were texting a ton like hooked up a little and then they just stopped texting me in our group chat and then I was like hey you guys good like what's up and then they were just like oh wait by the way like where we we've been like dating someone I was like,
0: yeah. okay, cool. Thanks for the communication. Like,
1: Great. Like, that's, okay. Yeah. Kind of a bummer.
0: Unfortunately, people, despite there being two of them, can still be really shitty at relationships.
1: <laughs> yeah. Also, they just, like, you know, for them, for this particular couple, it wasn't about a person, I think. Like, they it was more of, like, a body that they wanted to fill, and it was, like, the next shiny object like there was always going to be
0: a new one someone
1: else and they were married and they just kind of like had each other and they loved each other so much and they just didn't really like care as much about the third person it seemed
0: yeah so i think like your experience of couple privilege comes into not being regarded as like a like another potential partner maybe
1: yeah or just having a say at all
0: Hmm. It like, feels very yeah. out of your control.
1: Yeah. So that wasn't good for me. Um,
0: it's very difficult. It's very yeah. very difficult, and it's hard because it's just like in in the what I would think. This is me kind of just thinking as I go. What I would think a healthy dynamic be is like, yes, you both, like the the couple, has to be mindful of each other. However. They both need to be comfortable with it, but if one isn't comfortable with it, then Mm -hmm. the other person needs to be able to help them, however, not completely disregard that third party. I think Mm -hmm. a good example comes from this book I've been reading called The Ethical Slut, Mm -hmm. where they give an example of, say you... And your partner are open and poly. And mm-hmm. that you are going to see your other partner, despite like you like you and your primary partner living together. And your and your primary partner like been fine with it, but night of like you're going you're leaving out the door. Got to your date. Uh-huh. Yeah, you're going to your date. Or like getting ready. And your primary partner is like, Hey, I'm actually really anxious about this. Like, huh? can you not go? All these different things. Interesting what's appropriate is to say how can we like subside this how can we help you through this however i still like am emotionally invested in this person this person still has like feelings Parents. and emotions and i have to respect them and they're my partner or a potential partner or just a friend or whatever right like You need Mm -hmm. to be respectful of them. So like your partner, your primary partner, that primary partner also needs to have a similar respect for that secondary partner.
1: Right. Yeah. Like Like, I I like that. Um, Like they have their own relationship.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: Assume that they're going to throw everything out the window.
0: Exactly. And it's just exactly like that. I mean, It's if we change it from a poly relationship to monogamous relationship, and the second partner to like a close friend.
1: Friend. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, it's like really fucked up to say, "Hey, I'm like I don't want you seeing this person anymore." Like, that's not okay. Like, that's more socially unacceptable, right?
1: Yeah, and like it's still an agreed thing, like in non-monogamous relationship. Like you guys agree.
0: Yeah, and of course there's like a little bit of a different dynamic saying like hey, we this is also involving involving more romantic emotions. This is involving like sex as well, Mo- like maybe whatever that dynamic may be. However, it's still the same thing there is a third party that the original two parties have to consider. Mm -hmm. And if the primary partner isn't considering that third party, then there's like an imbalance. Mm -hmm. And I think that a lot of people use that term of, of what's it called couple priority as a scapegoat to saying, like, I don't want to put pressure on our relationship.
1: Right. But it's like, dude,
0: then why did you open up your relationship? Exactly. It's going to put stress on your relationship no matter what.
1: Yeah. Like,
0: opening up your relationship. If you don't have a secure relationship, it's not going to work no matter what.
1: Yeah.
0: Like, that's just, that's the reality of it. And Mm -hmm. so when part, like, couples try to bring in a third or trying to open up their relationship and aren't real with themselves, like it's important for that primary partner to be honest and vocalize these things saying like, Hey, I actually have these emotions. I actually am second guessing these things. However, these are things that I need to work on. And when you come back, I want to be able to talk about them or, or like not exactly when you come back, like when you have time and process, like setting a time, like a dedicated time to, talk about something like postponing the conversation is so healthy and so mm. helpful because it's just like, okay, we both have these emotions. We are probably really heated in the moment. We, and like maybe something else is pressing. Say like the next morning you're supposed to have like a big meeting. Like you're mm-hmm. not going to like, it's it's really not helpful to be stressed about the big meeting and your partner like of course Mm -hmm. you want to prioritize your relationship you want to be mindful of your partner however life is life and you can't always you can't always expect your partner to drop everything for you and your relationship because they're their own person they have their own Mm -hmm. life without you
1: what do you think about like the scenario of let's say like i have a primary partner and i'm going on a date with uh, someone i've been dating uh, for the past like few months mm-hmm. i'm excited and i'm walking out the door and then my primary partner who i live with is just like suddenly has an uh, an issue is like oh i'm like really really stressed about this thing like i need to talk to someone about it like can you can you stay and talk to, to me or like having a panic attack okay no maybe a panic attack like yeah of course stay something yeah. less dire um let's see like I have a flat tire, can you pick me up? And you're like, oh shit.
0: I mean, there's one thing about being in any dynamic with people is understanding your limitations and the ability to say no. Like Mm -hmm. you having another partner, it's like bailing on a friend, you know, but a little bit more intimate. Like, hey, my girlfriend, or my primary or my spouse like has a flat tire. It's like, yo, just call AAA. Right. Have a friend, like they also need other support system. Mm -hmm. They might have another partner that they can reach out to. Mm -hmm. Like this, your primary partner, like yes, you need to give them that love and support and respect and and be there for them when they ask for it. However, Mm -hmm. it's important to be able to say, no, I have prior engagements. Like, this involves another person. I can't just drop everything for you. Mm-hmm. That is a little emotionally manipulative because it's expecting your partner to give you everything. It's like, "Hey, my needs aren't being met." No, not even my needs. It's like my like want, like my inconvenience is now your inconvenience. It's like, Ooh. "No, this is a personal issue that you can handle <laughs> either by yourself" Or with, like, some other assistance. You don't need me as your primary partner. Well, it kind of is, like, right? Like, Mm -hmm. not in a rude way, but rather you need to be able to help yourself before you can ask for help uh, from others, right? Yeah. Well, not entirely. Well, yeah, actually kind of true. So if your partner
1: called you up and said, like, hey, can you help me out with a flat, flat tire? And you're, like, running out the door, would you be like, I'm so sorry. Like, I just don't. Like I don't have time right now. Can you like call AAA?
0: If it's a flat tire, yeah. Like look up a YouTube video. Like, be, like <laughs> this is a, this is a moment for you to learn how to change a tire. Like yeah. you can like power to you. Um,
1: <laughs> what if they're like, oh, I just had a really hard day and I need to talk to someone, and they call you, then that's like a boundary, I guess.
0: It is a boundary. However, I could be like, I'm running out the door. These are my limitations. I'm happy to talk up until this moment.
1: Yeah. Or like, I'm happy to talk after, like at this time.
0: Yeah. It's like, I, you, like that partner, your primary partner also has to respect you. Like they're Mm -hmm. coming to you, but they also have to respect your boundaries and your limitations. Yeah. It's like going up to your close friend and saying like, hey, and they're on a date, right? Mm -hmm. Or they're with their partner, like, hey, I had a hard day. Can you, like, can you come over? Right. Right? It's, like, the same thing. Because all relationships are is just a little bit more commitment than a friendship. Mm -hmm. So it's just, like, that matter of respect that you have to have for each other and understanding. Yeah. Like, just because you're in a primary relationship doesn't mean that you are now the top priority of everything of that person's mm-hmm. life. Some people yeah. may think that. Some may some people may feel that way. And sometimes it works for other people.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: However, in practice, a really healthy boundary is to say, like, no, I can't help you. That's partially why I'm Polly, because I know that when I date someone, there is a high, high, high probability not all my needs are going to be met. For example, I probably won't be able to get the other genitalia, <laughs> right? Oh, my God. Like, like that's just, like, an Sorry. obvious one, right? An obvious one. For mm-hmm. for another reason, like, say, if we take my previous relationship that was monogamous, I wasn't getting my needs met despite me, like, be really into this human, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And one way that I could have gotten my needs met more is if I had another partner that I could spend more time with. My partner didn't want to – didn't need to – See me as often as I needed to see them. Mm. So, if I was able to see another partner, Mm -hmm. like to, like, either to fill in that time, quote unquote, or like for lack of a better term, um, or to like help subside some of these anxieties that, or like anxious attachment that I had at the time, Mm. then that might have helped our relationship. Of course, there were so many other things that it wasn't the solution but it could have aided. Right. So it's just like understanding that your needs aren't always your partner's needs. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Yeah. And that's why like people need a larger support system than just their one primary partner.
1: Yeah.
0: Like if you have issues with that primary partner, who else are you going to go to? Like you need to be able to ask for other people. Say like, oh, I'm out of town, and my partner has a flat tire or had a hard day, and I have to go get them. It's like, I am out of the, the state, my dude. Like, I can't drop everything for you. You need to have other support systems that mm-hmm. if one falls through, for example, then you have another one that can help you out.
1: Yeah, I was talking in therapy this morning about similar a similar thing where it's like, I – I'm happy with the scenario that I have right now in this like relationship or whatever it is with this guy. Mm-hmm. And also I'm happy with, with it because in other and prior relationships, I've just kind of let a lot of my creativity and outlets and other like hobbies fall by the wayside in order to hang out with a significant other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and like be, a, a be someone that will please them and, be there for them,
0: mm-hmm. but I'm not
1: really there for myself. So I feel like in this scenario or in this dynamic, I'm able to prioritize myself a lot more mm-hmm. and other friends and be like I was, so. I told this to my therapist, I was like, I felt like my cup wasn't being filled in my other relationships with like water, enough water, I wasn't getting enough. Yeah. Um, but I think that was because I wasn't filled by myself first. Yeah. Like, I didn't have my own fulfillment from within mm-hmm. and now I do. And so it's like, I, when I'm alone or without a partner, like I still feel like my cup is full. Yeah. But when I'm with them, it's like a little flavor added to that water instead of like, it's my whole, like it's the water.
0: Yeah. I agree. I think that's definitely been something that I've been really grappling with because I, like the more that I've been content and happy with myself, the less I need a partner, right?
1: Yeah, me too.
0: Which is really healthy, like being independent and then, but then also being able to introduce another independent person into your life is like what I consider to be an ideal relationship. Two independent mm-hmm. two independent people coming together yeah. to be greater than the sum of their parts. I've said that before. Yeah. However, the hard part is getting two independent people together. <laughs> yeah. Because it's like there's so like their life is so awesome already. Like it's hard. What? Someone else. Yeah. It's like yeah, it's hard to bring someone else into it. It's hard to like say like yo, like part of the, a lot of the times people get into relationship is because of a a need or they're getting Mm -hmm. something out of it. Right. Like not saying that that's wrong, but that there's like some sort of either insecurity or they offer something or whatever it may be. Not saying that that's completely unhealthy. It Mm -hmm. just, just like, it creates a dynamic that might put stress later on in the relationship. For sure. However, when it comes to two independent people, it's like, okay, you know that you have separate lives and you can create these boundaries. Mm-hmm. But Getting how do you our needs get met another way? Yeah, exactly. It's just like, okay, my needs are already met and I don't need this partner in my life. Like where do I, like, where do these people fit in? So it's, it's a really interesting thing that I've been trying to work through. I'm like the more independent I am, the less I need a partner, but I still want a partner. Like, and but good
1: just like then i feel like that's the best case scenario because when you're with someone not for not for like a need but because you want them in your life and that means that they really work with your life um and like you can find partners that will be good for you yeah um, more than just like if they're if you're floundering looking for anything anyone to come come up and hang out with you um versus if you're doing your own thing and you find someone that fits with your lifestyle then i think that's a lot like more sustainable um it's like yeah friendships that when you don't have a reason to be around each other anymore Mm -hmm. like it's not necessity either like you stop going to school with them or you just like the, you don't work with them anymore. Um, but you still hang on to the friendship and like still make time to hang out with each other Mm -hmm. despite the necessity being gone. Then I feel like that's showing that you are true friends.
0: That's a good point. I really like that comparison too. Mm -hmm. I really do like that. And it's just like, it really shows a lot of character and a lot of that love and trust and like care for that person. Um mm-hmm. I think what you're saying overall might be in a very brief way like quality over quantity, right?
1: Mhm.
0: And it's just really hard because dating in LA is freaking hard and then on top of that, like dating someone that you find to be quality and figuring out how this independent person fits into your life. Yeah. <laughs> it's like 50 different things have to line up like the universe and all the stars have to align for you and this person to get into a relationship right and of course it it makes it so much better when you when it does happen right it's it's fully worth it it's just like in the moment right now i'm like fuck it would be great to be cuddling someone right now right
1: yeah
0: like it's just like oh but then, when you do find it, it's just so worth it, and it's hard because you have to keep those standards high. You have to hold mm-hmm. yourself accountable. You have to keep the self worth really high. You really do, and it's so hard it's really because hard. you see all these people. It's just like, oh, this person really likes me. This person's mm-hmm. really into me. This person like wants to be around me. They're all right. I guess I'll let it happen, right? Like that, mm-hmm. that tends to happen a good amount, unfortunately.
1: So, yeah. Same. I'm like, wait, do they, are they good for me? Or do they just like me? Or do they just have a French accent?
0: <laughs> like... <laughs> That's funny, dude.
1: Yeah, I dated but... this guy who was French, and I was like, wait, do I like him? Or do I just like his accent?
0: I mean, both are valid. It's a vibe. It's
1: a vibe, for
0: it's a vibe. sure. Uh, it's just, it's it's hard, because it's it's a hard decision of being like, this person makes me feel good, but are they good for me? Mm-hmm. That is one of the constant hard questions because mm-hmm. I, I think like this might be kind of like the last thing we kind of talk about. just like, when is it, when is it worth it? Right. When is when it is worth, it? like, when is that quality really the quality that you're looking for and really wanting and really like yeah. needing in your life? Right.
1: And when, is, how is it, how do you know when it's worth like fucking up your piece? <laughs> uh,
0: I don't know about like fucking up your piece. I think it's just like, when do I know that having a little bit of like putting in work, I think might be the way of putting it, right? Mm-hmm. When is putting in work worth it?
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I right, love. All right. Shall we call it? Yeah, let's call it. This is a good it's a good episode, I
0: think. It was it was a good episode. All right. Well, I love you, Abby. I love all I love the people that are listening. I'm sad that we can't be in the same room right now, but
1: I know I miss you.
0: I miss you too, dude. I miss all of you. I miss you, my friends. I miss all my yeah. loved ones. But I will be back. You'll be back so soon. I will be back. And it will be so great. And it'll be all that quality,
1: mm-hmm.
0: all that quality time once again.
1: Yeah. All right. Goodbye, Therapy Thoughts.
0: Goodbye, my <laughs> loves. See you soon.
1: See ya.